This is your host, Tony Siaglia, the serial killer whisperer. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of Murder Phone. My dad had to have oral surgery, oral surgery. Gotta stop it. Okay. He had to have oral surgery this week, so we had to take a week off. He went through hell for the first couple of days, but is doing much better and is back on his knees, providing once again that he's the only, one and only coxman. Today, I'm going to share one of my writings with you, and I hope you like it. It's titled, The Venom of the Black Widow, positioned on a Kentucky back road, a distance away from any recognizable big city, more like closer to a dozen or so towns that while traveling on the freeway, you might miss if you blink your eyes or take a second to look off into another direction, lies a piece of property I myself would personally never choose to live in such a location. But that doesn't matter because this excerpt isn't about me. It's about a lady by the name of Laverne Holton. So if it floats her boat to live out in the middle of nowhere, that's good for me. Miss Laverne Holton was one very private lady. And when I say private, I mean she could walk out in front of her house and fire a gun and her closest neighbors would not hear it. I guess when I use the word private, I'm really trying to say she didn't get along with most people. Well, better yet, I think I should say she didn't get along with anyone. You know, in life, though, there are exceptions to everything except death, of course. That's one thing, no matter how technologically advanced we as humans get, we'll never be able to avoid. I was her exception for not hating the entire human race. There was something about me that she just loved. I was 30 years old when I met Laverne, and she had just turned 80. At first, I hated her and wanted to find some reason to not have to run into her every day. The reason why I had to see her every day was because my mother felt sorry for her and wanted me to help her out in the yard and around the house. I'll admit, the money wasn't bad at all, but I'd rather be unemployed than to be somebody's full-time slave. The summers would pass by rather quickly, and after a few years of working for this lady, she started to grow on me. I really never thought I would survive the first week working for her, so this 
was a big surprise. One day, Miss Holton told me to wash all the downstairs windows inside and out. That was no problem. I mean, it was hot outside, but nothing I couldn't handle. I got going on my chore at hand, and things were going along just great. I had my T-shirt off to catch a few rays so I could catch a tan and show some nice color. I just got done with the outside of the kitchen windows and took a short break, taking the cap off my Gatorade bottle to replenish any lost nutrients that I have sweated out. I moved my ladder over to the windows that looked into the living room area of the house when I noticed a giant web. This web wasn't your average, ordinary, everyday spider web. It was a serious piece of artwork and looked as if the hands of the great Leonardo da Vinci had crafted this web for the people of Italy. I respected this web and kept my distance because I wasn't sure if I wanted to see the body with eight legs attached to it that was responsible for spinning this beautifully woven silk-like web. I got down off the ladder and searched to find Laverne and asked her what I should do about the web that was blocking my forward progress. I entered through the front door of this beautiful Victorian-styled house and found her sitting on the couch, looking through an old photo album. I sat down next to her and couldn't help but see the pages and pages full of pictures of men dressed in mainly black suits. I saw no joy in her eyes, no anger or sadness, just a blank stare that showed no emotion. As the pages turned and the men were each getting no more than three seconds to look into the eyes of a much older Laverne Holton than they knew at whatever times their lives crossed paths with this very neurotic, complex lady. When she closed the book, she said nothing to me about the images that rested in the laminates of the pages in that book. I asked, are you aware, Miss Holton, of the gigantic spider web that almost covers up your entire living room window? Of course I am, honey. Here, let me take a look at those beautiful green eyes of yours. Those are so precious, and that smile of yours is absolutely divine. You know you have a face that belongs on TV. Thank you, Miss Holton. I sure do appreciate you showering me with compliments. About the spider web, though, what would you like me to do with it? She walks him to the window. And as they look out at the web this time, the spider is present. Isn't she beautiful, Tony? Tony is not thrilled at all, but goes along with the old lady's praise. That is one incredible eight-legged species if I ever seen one. Laverne replies, Yes, she is darling. 
That is a black widow, and a very large one at that. I consider her my pet, and have been feeding her for a few years now. She used to live in the woodshed behind the house, but I wanted her here so I could keep an eye on my beautiful black princess. I asked, how can you tell that the spider is a female? Good question, Tony. You could tell she is a female because of the red hourglass she has on her abdomen. And because the female is a lot larger than the male. It's said that in some situations, the female eats the male after they are done mating. (laughs) I asked her rather nervously. This will probably sound like a weird question. But have you ever had any steady men in your life? I understand and don't think you're out of line for asking that question at all. You see, many men have come in and out of my life over the years. But let's just say I'm tough to satisfy and get bored rather quickly. She replied, I'll tell you the whole story when the time is right, but I'm tired now, so I think I'll turn in. I went to bed that evening and had lots of unanswered questions in my mind. I tossed and turned all night long, having a major case of monkey mind. I don't know if it was the cold, heartless, empty way Laverne looked at the men in her photo album or the evil tone she had in her voice as she glamorized it spoke of her pet black widow. Sure, it's a cool spider, but that's it. It's not meant to be praised or spoken of in such high regard. And to consider this a pet, you must be fucking crazy. All this time, I thought, I had figured her out. I was trying and trying to put two and two together, but could do nothing but come up with more questions each time. I walked downstairs and approached the window where this giant female black widow sat in her web as she was protecting the fortress. I sat and waited not taking my eye off her, trying to figure out her secret on how she has completely mesmerized or even brainwashed Miss Holton. As I stared at her, I myself started to feel hypnotized by the Black Widow. Or maybe it was just the fact that I had worked all day and had grown extremely tired. Just as I decided to turn around, I was startled by a noise and shook my head, blinking my eyes to have Laverne standing right in front of me. She asked me to sit down with her because the time had come for her to fill me in on a little secret that she had never told anyone. She asked me to go get the photo album I saw her looking at earlier on in the evening. 
I went to the cabinet and opened it up, returning to her on the couch with it in hand. Miss Holton looked at me with a peculiar look on her face and said, Tony, you asked me if I ever hooked up with any men in my life. And I told you what I did, which was not completely a lie. In this photo album are the pictures of 37 different men that I decided to let into my life. I feared so much that one day they would leave me and I would grow old all by myself. That was not going to happen to me, Tony. I was not going to be the victim of some man who just wanted me to be his fuck toy for a weekend of pleasure. You want to know the truth? I'll tell you the truth. Every man in this photo album is still with me. I murdered each one of these pig cocksuckers, no good piece of shit, motherfuckers, buried them on my property. All 37 of them? Tony asked. Yes, all 37 of those motherfuckers. And ask me if I care. Go ahead, ask me. Do you care about any of them? Tony asked. Not any more than the fucking lime I dumped on their rotting corpses. I found out, Tony, that my body is riddled with cancer and I don't have more than two months to live. I am already going through a lot of pain and suffering, but I've decided to end it all myself. I have decided to take some sleeping pills and go into the garage and start my car with the door down. It will be a very quick, easy, painless death for me. Unlike the poison I drug those pieces of shit son of a bitches with, nothing is better than watching a bastard throw up his insides as he's frothing at the mouth. Sorry, I got a little carried away there. Back to my painless death. You see, this is where I need you to come into play. I have a briefcase that is waiting for you up in the attic filled with a million dollars cash. I've had one hole on the property dug from my body. The shovel is already out there. All you have to do is toss my body in the hole and cover me up with dirt and lime. I can't believe you're asking me to do this. Why not? It's a perfect plan. It's easy. I've done it 37 times. Oh, pardon me. This would be the 38th. Tony says, haven't you ever seen America's Most Wanted? Well, sooner or later, everybody gets caught. Hmm. But one million dollars really does sound nice. You know, I figured it out. The whole obsession you have with your black widow. Sure, she's a black widow. But you're just as much of one as she is. 
the reason you put her in that window was so she could watch you murder your victims and vice versa. You could watch her murder her prey. Wow. That's some of the sickest shit I've ever heard. All right, fuck it. I'll help you. Give me the keys. It seems like you've had this plan now for lots of years. And I'm sure this is the reason why you live out in the middle of nowhere. I'm certainly not going to stand in your way. And one million dollars buys a lot of silence. I'm not going to tell the cops because I've decided that I'm going to let you live happily ever after with all the men you were once afraid to lose. Thanks, Tony. Now stop blabbering and let's do this. Okay. Everything is finally done. And I finished filling this hole up with dirt, lime, in this old lady's body. If anyone needed to disappear forever, it was this old crazy bitch, Laverne Holton. Hell, I should get a medal for this. I'd say it's time to collect my well-deserved loot that's waiting for me up in the attic. As I walked around this human graveyard for the final time, making my way to the front door, I got chills running up and down my spine, thinking of all the men that met their final demise much too early. I could practically hear them screaming below my feet asking for help and to dig them up so they would be able to finish the rest of their uncompleted lives. As I entered the house, I could not look at it with the same old innocent eyes I once did. I know I did not personally murder the mistress, Black Widow, but my hands were definitely dirty and now mixed up in this giant house of horrors. I made my way through the house and it just seemed like I could hear every creak and crack on the wood floor as the 37 spirits tap danced all around me in joy that their 38th one had just killed herself and set them free. That's at least what I was thinking at that point, but I'd say it was probably 98% delusional due to what I just experienced in the last several hours. The attic, the attic was all I was thinking about now because the stairs rested right in front of me and I was just a few more feet to becoming a rich fucking man and leaving all of this bullshit madness behind me forever. I made my way up the steps and felt as each one was going to break as I put my full weight down upon them. The various sounds made me quite nervous on the way up, but two words, cash money is what kept my mind at ease. 
I reached the top of the steps and there was one wooden door between me and what I desired most. As I opened it slowly, it sounded like it hadn't been opened in a hundred years. I don't know why I cared so much because if I broke it, it's not like anyone would be around to give a shit about it. But I guess that's just how I was brought up and how to treat other people's property. I was always taught to handle people's belongings with care or as if it were your own. The door was open and I made my way up into a pretty big-sized room. At least for an attic, it was. Big. It was dark inside, so lucky for me, the light switch was just to the right of me, on the wall, about shoulder height from the floor. I switched it on and took a quick gander of what was in this very old room. I saw clothes hanging up that looked as if they were garments popular from the 1920s era. There was even some old furniture that looked like antiques dating way on back to the turn of the century. Gosh, I wish my mom was here. She would love this shit. It also looked as nobody had been up there to dust in a hundred years. There was dust everywhere and spider webs in all corners of the room draping some of the antique furniture interesting room i must say lots and lots of history i'd be very curious to pull up a chair and listen to the objects in this room if they could talk to me that is the item I was most interested in, though, was right in front of me, just relaxing on a rocking chair, telling me to take it and be happy. There it was, the black leather briefcase with my future in stacks of Benjamins on the inside. I couldn't wait to open it. So I popped the knob on both sides and set the latches free. There must, what, what? There must be a mistake though. There's nothing in here but this note. Dear Tony, hi there, sweetie. You didn't really think I was going to let you go now, did you? You're the best man I have ever had to live with me and especially the cutest of them all I couldn't stand to see you walk away from me so when you entered this room you just angered the thousands of black beauties that I have living in this room when you turn around to leave you will find that they are all over your back covering you from head to toe. I'm sorry, sweetie, for then it would be too late and the venom of the black widow will make you 
ninth victim. Love the mistress of the Black Widow. This is a story of fiction made up by Anthony Siaglia on Saturday, September 13th, 2008. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Laverne's daughter just got out of the asylum. She would be about 80 years old now. So the state thinks at that age, she won't be a threat to society. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this story, everybody. Take care, stay safe, and remember, always walk in the calm after the storm.